Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. And as I sat down at my podcasting studio, down in my chair, bringing the mic close to my face, I was feeling ill, and so I drank some scotch. The cigarette smells from the street wafted through the window. There was a knocking at the door. I put down my scotch bottle and said, Come in! Hello there, sweetie! (laughs) She was the most beautiful... (laughs) Client I had ever seen. Ah, oh, that's so nice of you to say. I've come in for a for a training session. You gotta you gotta teach me how to do a podcast. Immediately, I knew that I was in love with her money that she was bringing to the table for these lessons. I'm looking I'm looking for a for a for a good podcasting experience if you know what I mean. I will teach you how to podcast, doll. Sit down here and listen to me. The first thing you've got to know is don't do an intro like this for your first ever episodes <laughs> of your podcast. You can only do it after 100 when you've already got listeners. Yes, exactly, cuz otherwise they're going to get very confused and uh <laughs> Wonder why all the intros make no sense. That didn't stop us, though. No. I think on our, like, second episode, we just have random garbage coming out. I think we did. We haven't learnt the lessons, but that's why we're here to teach you the lessons. And also Mm. to talk about movies. Whoa. From 1987. Yeah. Because it's all about a goodie. Woo. Episodes coming out mid-March, and guess what, Zach? This movie came out mid-March in 1970 in... No... 1980, I'm the one that got it wrong this time. (laughs) Victory goes to me. I actually remembered the date. This was through through panicking in my head, like, what's the date? What's the date? What's the date? What's the date? Oh, that's the date. As I was saying the words, I was like reeling through the dates, the possible ones. And I'm like, it's not it's not 1997. No, it's 1987. That's right. That's right. But I was like 1977 because I was thinking noir movies, and I was like the 70s. Mm. That's why. That's why. Well, this week was sort of a noir movie for a uh, a quarter for a pretty lengthy section. Yeah, probably a little less than that, like a like a eighth of the movie. Yeah, we're reviewing a movie called Hollywood Shuffle, and as always, my name is Sandro, and that other voice is Zach. I'll call me Cheryl. Good old Feral Cheryl. That is Feral Cheryl. (laughs) That's me. Don't wear my name out. First impressions of the movie. What did you think? I thought it was very good and very relevant. I also thought it was uh, rather pleasant and uh, applicable to the situation we were in. Hey, Patreon, this week we review Mannequin because people voted for it. It's a movie about a yeah. dude that falls in love with a mannequin. And let me tell you, I haven't seen it yet, but I'm sure it's good. <laughs> anyway, it came out on Wednesday. 
Man, mm. re- recording podcasts all over the place uh, really messes with your brain. Do you mean tomorrow? No, no, no. Wednesday is in... Because this is going out on a Monday at some point in the future. Oh, right. And the Patreon thing comes out after that on the Wednesday. So the previous Wednesday, as of when this comes out, is Mannequin. But we haven't recorded that yet. We're, we're, we're recording that on Sunday or Monday. I am lost. <laughs> it's great. Uh, my favourite GIF that I haven't seen much at all anymore is the one from Lost. Mm-hmm. Where it's got the guy who just gives a thumbs up and then it cuts to the lost, you know, poster mm-hmm. thing, you know, because it's cutting to an ad break and it just goes, lost. <laughs> so he just goes, thumbs up and then lost. Excellent. That's my favourite gif. Anything else to talk about up top? Not really. Should we just get into it? No, it's a it's a really good movie. It's really creative. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's very funny. Alright, so we'll start off with, yeah, the previous options of this week, which uh, I picked, so... Did I make the right choice? Of course I did. I always make right decisions. What? That's why I'm winning all the time. Every single second of the day. Yep, sir. Except in raving reviews. Ha ha! Got him. I won hunk. Yeah, you did. You did, for the first time. World record. And it took me 114 episodes. <laughs> yep. Burglar. It's a comedy where Whoopi Goldberg oh, that's right. uh, is being blackmailed into doing a jewelry store heist. Could be fine. Street smart. Uh, Christopher Reeves is a journalist who creates a story about a pimp to save his job. The police think the story is about a real pimp that they are currently looking for and go to him for help. Ah, Fun story about that movie. So Superman 4 came out in 1987... It's in a few months, I think. Oh, yeah. The reason why he did Superman 4 was partly because he was like, actually, people really like the character of Superman, so I'll make another one. But it's also partly because he wanted money to make that movie. To wait, to make Street Smart? To make Street Smart, yeah. And then we didn't watch it. The studio was like, we're not going to do your weird movie about a pimp. And he was like, well, what if I do Superman? And they were like, we will do your weird movie about a pimp. Anyway, uh, Hollywood Shuffle then, released March 20th, and you know what they say about March 20th, Zach? It's a date in the calendar. <sighs> they do say that, yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah, no, good stuff, you got it right. No, it's... <laughs> yeah, yeah, did it, on point today, winning. Cool. You're not the only one winning today, Sandro. Oh, Everyone's winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's co-written, directed, and stars Robert Townsend. Uh, he was in 1984's A Soldier's Story, which was really good. We didn't actually do an episode on that, but good film. He's also directed some things, two superhero films, The Meteor Man and Up, Up and Away. Uh, he also directed Eddie Murphy's 1987 stand-up special, so that's cool. Cool. And most recently, he has been acting and directing in DC's Black Lightning TV show. Mm. And he also plays the character of Bobby, and he's pretty good. Yeah, like... Uh, he's good in this one. He's really good in this one. So, uh, yeah, props to him. Mm. This is a really good movie. So, spoiler alert, it's really good. I really enjoyed it. It's a very good one. It's just a good, it's just a good movie. It is a solid, enjoyable movie. And it's not very long. No. Hour 15 without credits, I think? Yeah, but the first part of the credits is really, you know, still part of the movie, to be honest. I liked when the writer came up and was like, don't blame me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I just learned about black people on TV. <laughs> it's like, 
<laughs> oh dear. <laughs> what a great line. What a great movie. Uh, so he co-wrote the movie with Keenan Ivory Waynes, who went on uh, to co-create the sketch show In Living Colour, which Jim Carrey and Jamie Foxx were on. And then he also directs uh, Scary Movie, Scary Movie 2, and White Chicks. Hey, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So very, you know, prestigious repertoire there. Mm. Scary Movie being a classic. Thankfully, I think he stopped making the scary slash superhero slash disaster movie movies before they got quite terrible oh yeah before they you know tanked yeah well maybe maybe that's the reason Mm. did you ever think about that maybe Maybe because he stopped making them they became bad became bad probably yeah someone he's related to actually damon waynes is in the movie who was in in living color he was also in snl but we know him for writing and acting in 1994's blank man so he was there. Ah! Remember that film? No! <laughs> that was... Barely. That, that was awful. <laughs> yep. So. But, uh, wait, did it, was he the main guy? Or was he just in it? As, like, the, the, like the brother or something? Oh, um, he's the main guy in Blank Man. Yeah. Oh, good on him. Oh, yeah, and Keenan Ivory, he's the, um, he's the scary movie guy. He acts in this movie as... Jerry Curl, uh, and also <laughs> yes, one of Jerry Curl. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Curl, what a character. What was the other one? Jerry Curl and... And one of the co-workers. Oh, just one of the co-workers, yeah. yeah. At, um, Winky Dinky Hot Dogs, <laughs> whatever it was Oh, called. yes! Oh, right, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much the whole cast. I know the guy that plays the bat in the TV show, There's a Bat in My House, is playing himself... Which is really weird. He's playing a character that is just his actual name. But then he's pretending to be like a pompous, fancy actor. Yeah. That's great. No, I love his lines of, you know, does your character die? No? That's a good script. (laughs) You gotta think about sequels. Yeah. The only thing that matters in Hollywood is sequels. (laughs) Which, I mean, kind of predicted where we are today. He's not wrong, honestly. Arnold Schwarzenegger has a career for life, coming back to do Terminator every year. <laughs> Surely you won't do another one. Surely not. Uh-huh. Not another one. Arnie. Arnie, no. Hey, 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 Sandro. Oof. Guess what you've just done? Oh, no. You just jinxed it. Oh, no. Oh, he might be coming back to do Conan 3. That's been talked about a bit more recently. Oh, that'd be epic. That could be cool. That could be cool. Hell yeah. Conan versus Rambo. Conan versus Aliens. <laughs> Oh, versus Predator. Oh, Ooh. sure. Oh, dude, Conan versus a Predator. That'd be cool. That would be sick. But what about Batman and Superman versus Alien and Predator? Comic book now available in your local comic book store. It's real. Oh, God. Conan and Batman team up to fight the Alien and the Predator. No, no, no. Conan, his parents die and he becomes an orphan. My God. Bat Conan. Conan Wayne. Conan Wayne as the Bat Conan. <laughs> the Bat Conan. What are we doing? Coming up with the best movie of all time. Conan Man. The Bat Conan. The sequel to that being um uh Bat Conan uh versus Alien versus Predator 2. Yes. The Terminator. The Terminator. <laughs> Where the Terminator comes in to kill the 
back Conan before he can kill the alien versus predator. And so it's like a pre slash sequel thing because it's it happens at the same time, but it's a different happenings because the Terminator comes in to stop him from succeeding. Because of course he succeeds in the first one. And we could also do a storyline, maybe call it like Conan Point, where someone goes back in time and changes it so that instead of Conan's parents being killed, he's killed. Conan's killed. Oh. And then Conan's mum becomes the Joker, but no, 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 no. Conan's mum becomes Conan, and the <laughs> other one becomes Batman. <laughs> she, she becomes um, She-Ra. Anyway, uh, we're recording later than we usually do, so... Um... <laughs> you can tell. Um, no, 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 please... Go into the comments, write your addition to the script. We'll send this to Hollywood, make millions. We will. Because all you need mm. is one good movie, and then, you know, your your career is set. Absolutely, yeah. as we've stated. All right, this has got 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, audience score of 80, mm. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 3.6 on Letterboxd, got nominated for some awards as well. I think all that's pretty well deserved. Uh, the film did get some criticism at the time, though, which I don't disagree with in how it's about breaking down race stereotypes in films, but it very much exploits stereotypes of women and the gay community. Yes, that's true. They don't not do those stereotypes. Hey, they hit they hit one nail and miss two of them. <laughs> yeah. Like, they hit one nail and two other nails shoot back out, you know? And it's not like a high-budget movie or whatever. No, it cost $100,000. That's the estimated budget. Yeah, no, which is very small. So I think um, I think you can forgive it a lot for a lot of things, but also it, it probably should have had some self-awareness as to, like, uh, the gay jokes and... Yeah, those uh, ones are particular. Women. What did you think it made, though, off a budget of $100,000? Ah, oh, that's a good question. I don't know. I think it definitely made profit. Yep. Because it only had 100000 And it's really good. And there was, like, a lot of reviews. So I, I'm definitely sure it made its money back. But mm-hmm. how much did it make? I'm going to say 15 Okay. It is R-rated, after all. Yeah, a little less. It made 5.2, which is still really good. Still a lot more than the budget. The budget was so small, but the creativity was so high. It's true, that's all you need. Alright, there's one tagline, according to IMDb, so you can't really pick your favourite, but I will still read out the one tagline, and it's this. Hey, at least we've got a tagline. Bobby Taylor was on his way to becoming a star when a funny thing happened, dot dot dot. What? Oh, I hate that. Yeah. That insinuates... I don't know what that it's insinuating... But I don't like it. It doesn't describe the movie well at all in any way. It's very vague. I guess it's just like... It, it is a comedy movie, so I guess funny things just do happen. But it's not a funny thing that happens. No. He has a genuine change of heart. And he's like, you know what? I shouldn't be doing these acting. Like, in the actual storyline of what actually happens, it's just a guy quits his job to do some acting. Yeah. And then uh, decides that the actual acting that he job that he got, even though it's the lead role, he shouldn't do it because it's very heavily racial... Yeah, it's quite a harmful role for the community, yeah. Which is a very serious thing. Like, the actual plot is very serious. Yes. But the movie itself is not. 
No, because it's, it's uh, yeah, yeah, as we'll go through, it's kind of segmented up with a bunch of, like, sketches and parodies. It's a great movie. Uh, however, you know, to jump into the synopsis, I will say one thing I did not like in the slightest was the stupid font. <laughs> <laughs> I liked I liked the intro where it um what did it say it was uh Tommy <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so the actual film it opens with with Bobby practicing the monologue for the audition in the mirror and the dialogue is just it's like, incredible it, it's the worst <laughs> script yeah it's really bad but yeah and of course uh, he's putting on a voice for it as well. Like, Tommy! Yeah, it's quite high-pitched. I ain't be got no weapons! <laughs> I love how they've set up this script, this awful, like, monologue that he has to do, and then, like, at the very end, we see the guy that wrote it, and it's the whitest white guy, and you're like, oh, oh yeah. no, that makes sense. <laughs> like, you yeah. see the guy that wrote it, and you're like, ah, uh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, it makes sense. Here's a discrepancy. He's saying this uh, like he's practicing these lines with his little brother, mm. and his little brother still respects him. Here, he doesn't do the whole look down and disappointment thing till the very end of the movie. That's the like climax. Yeah. But he's saying the same lines he was saying before. So why does the kid care now? Mm, I think maybe later on the brother then sees everyone else on set. He sees the um. Yeah, obviously maybe he sees it in context or whatever. But like yeah. still. I feel like it more should have been the grandmother that he was looking at and the grandmother's look of disappointment. Yeah. But I guess, like, the little brother, brother's respect is, like, pumped up during this movie. It's a very small discrepancy, so we'll, yeah. we'll let it slide for now. But I'm watching you, movie. Mm. That's why you only got 80%. Wow. Rude. But anyway, <laughs> the font. The font is Hollywood in cursive neon letters. It's nice and fancy. And then Shuffle mm-hmm. comes shuffling on from the side. <laughs> Yes! I love it. I love it when you gotta do what the word says. What speed? Speed's gotta come on oh, fast. It's gotta speed. be speedy. Shuffle? Gotta shuffle on. Mm-hmm. Um, what's other examples of ones that are done? There are others, and we have talked about them. I think it was Nightmare on Elm Street. I think uh, the letters came on like like they oozed on. Like yeah. There's, know. um... Splash, I think the letters splashed on screen. That's true, yes, there was like a... That like, splashed, a wave hit the screen, and then yeah. suddenly the title was there. Yeah, 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 you got, you got your class. That's the classic intros and fonts that I'm looking for. Yep, no, I hate it. Uh. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's so clever, Sandro. You see, they got the word shuffle, and they made it shuffle <laughs> they on made screen. It shuffle. <laughs> Wow, so intelligent. Incredible. Oh dear. If I ever am a part of a TV show or produce a TV show or movie, I should say, that's exactly what I do. I want to name it like the stomping something and I'll just have the letters boosh, 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 boosh <laughs> or, you know, something like that. You yeah. Know? I want to have a dumb pun to start <laughs> off with. The movie's like drive by and the words drive by drive past the screen. Someone leans out, shoots and drives off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like drive by. <laughs> oh. as, as drive passes by and then yeah. by passes by. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Mm. <laughs> 
what else do we see in the intro? We see that there's a v- very popular sitcom at the time called There's a Bat in My House, yep. which is the sitcom about this bat living with a regular suburban family. Will he fit in? And it's an allegory for stuff. And it's the worst sitcom I think I've ever seen. Well, isn't that the idea, right? Yeah, yeah, it's meant to be awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, so is the guy meant to be a bat? I think he's... Because he turns into a bat at some point and flies off. Right. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm on board. I was just very confused about that. I was confused whether he was, like, a man with, like, bat powers Mm. or supposed to be an actual bat. You know, like, he was... Not a vampire, but, like, could turn into a bat sort of thing. Or he is a bat, and for the sitcom, they have him as a man half the time. You I, think, know? I think that might be it, yes. I think that gotcha, might gotcha, be it. Gotcha. Just uh, had to get deep into the lore of this, uh, this, this man-bat mm-hmm. bat show. Bat-Conan? Bat-Conan. Conan-Bat. Comments down below. Versus Alien versus Predator 2. The Terminator. Mm. Coming soon. Oh, do you know what we need in there? Darth Vader. Because the Darth Vader versus an alien conversation, that's been debated before. Mm. And I want to throw that, I want to have that fight on screen at some point. Because it's all about, oh, he would just lightsaber the alien. Ah, but the alien's blood is acid. Yeah. He would get freaking wrecked by the acid. But, all over. Uh, but no, Darth Vader would just like force away. And then it's like, okay, he could defeat one alien. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. It's like one, it's easy. He like force throws his lightsaber, multiple. They're all like swarming at him. Yeah, and he also he also has to know that it's blood's acid. Otherwise, yes. he might just try and chop it in half, and then he's going to be like, "Oh shit!" Well, Anakin's an idiot, so I think he wouldn't know, and he would just chop it. Well, I'll, well, yeah, no, that, just because you're an idiot doesn't mean you <laughs> know or do not know something. Mm. Also, Anakin's not Darth Vader; the different people. They are the same um. person. Bobby goes off to the audition. We see he's got a girlfriend. He's got a job as well at Winky Dinky Hot Dogs. See, he's got a family. The brother and the grandma matter. The mum doesn't matter so much. She's in it for a bit. Yeah. But those are the three family we see. Yeah. So the brother and the grandma matter because they have to judge him at the end of the film. And that's all they do. The little brother is like, Wow, I love you, big brother. Man, you're such an inspiration to me as a child. I respect and admire you. Mm. Oh, wait, you're doing a racial stereotype now. My love and adoration for you has diminished. (laughs) Yes. That's his character arc. Yeah. And he's also good in the the, the imagined cutscenes or whatever they are. (laughs) That was very funny. Uh, the, 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 The kid who acts these feels like he's acting. Mm. It also gave it a little, little, it, it felt indie and it felt like it was supposed to be this child hming it on for the act, the acting and stuff. So it, what do you it mean? Really what well. I, I disagree. I think a scene where the kid's like, I'm a pimp, where the hell's it? <laughs> I think that is very... I'm a pimp, where my bitch is at? <laughs> I, think, I think that was... Um... No, yeah. Very serious. Very, yeah. very serious, <laughs> vital to the plot sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, he's good. Everyone's good. Yeah, yeah, okay. We should throw that out there. Everyone in this is really good. Yeah. Like, um, there's a lot of... So they have the same group of actors doing multiple different roles in each of the, like, segments or cutscenes or, like, imagined mm. scenarios, which works really well. I liked it. 
And I wish I wish more movies would do something like that where they've just got the same actors doing random other roles. Yeah, definitely. Because it also reinforces with the whole point, which is actors acting is the what the whole movie's all about. Yeah. And it's got multiple actors doing multiple different acts. So it, it, it's very clever. Yes. It's very clever in that aspect. In that act aspect. Don't like that. <laughs> I don't like that one. No. Well, don't act out against me. <laughs> Sorry, I said that by accident. Oh, okay. That's a stretch. <laughs> that one's a stretch. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Moving on, I was going to try and make a pun, but I couldn't. I couldn't think of one. The first thing my mind went to was Admiral Akbar. But I was like, that's the worst thing <laughs> I could think. Bringing, bringing it back to Star Wars. <laughs> um. uh, so we go to the first audition for the role of the character Jimmy. We see a bunch of different people auditioning. Yeah, the the, the room is per act full of people. Oh, that was <laughs> painful. <laughs> all right i'll stop i'll stop i'll stop sorry the d- director and like casting agents and stuff are pretty spot on they're like we just need you to be more street you know and all that sort of stuff and yeah yeah, yeah. so you've got the the lady who's all about oh darling you're fantastic you're mm. uh whatever you you see all these different people reading out uh some of the lines that we've already heard him practicing Yep. I also like, as he was going to the audition, everybody was telling him good luck. Like, that's a dumb trope from all these movies. That, like, oh, he knows everyone on the street. And, <laughs> oh, all of them know right now he's going to an audition. Oh, yeah, and that's why we see his, like, girlfriend and stuff at a barber shop. Yeah, which is... I think he makes a gay joke there. There is, yeah, because one, the, one of the barbers is quite effeminate. Yeah, that was... Ugh. Yeah. Uh, not great, but... At the audition, they are also casting uh, for this, like, Spanish gang that are going to be in the movie. And the accents of people do <laughs> are so ridiculous. Yes. There's some ones that are like, oh, you're a really good actor, and they do some good acting sort of thing. And other ones where they're, like, purposely... They're, like, actors purposely acting bad yes. for, for the bit. And then they're like, oh... Don't worry, we'll talk to you later, sort of thing. But Bobby is seated there, and he's next to this guy who is auditioning, and uh, but his his values will prohibit him from accepting the role. Yeah, he's he's auditioning for a couple of roles, but um, if he if he gets off at the main role, he'll decline it. Yes, because his morals are thoroughly against it. Exactly, he's like um. It's just a stereotype. This character is just a stereotype. He says yeah, something yeah. along the lines of, uh, they will only let us play gangsters, slaves, or butlers. And then when he says that, we get a dream sequence. Yeah, so, so um, what's our main character called? Bobby. Yeah, Bobby starts to have, you know, second thoughts about this now. And this is when we get the first of several dream sequences. Um, which are great, because there's no, like cut between there's no you no. know obvious transition into these so you're not quite sure if this is reality <laughs> or if this is a dream it's not really a dream sequence he's like imagining or, or like daydreaming kind of i guess i, I i'm pretty sure it's he, he's imagining yeah so it must be a dream so they're in the 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 like wilderness yes 
and there's a guy escaping, I think, what's implied is in a plantation. Yeah, I think it's, um, it's a bunch of people escaping a plantation, but he's got so much female attention, this guy. Yes! This, so there's one guy, and he has, like, three, three girls just clawing all over them. He's like, yeah. oh, I love you, sexy man! Mm. Man, you're so great! And then another girl pops up from out of nowhere, and she's like, oh, I also love you, sexy guy! You're yeah. so amazing! And then finally, um, the the white lady, presumably of the house, pops yeah. in and is like, oh, I also love you, sexy man! It's like, what's going on? And then he walks off with the white lady, and he's like, what's going on? And then Bobby pops up in a butler's uniform. Yeah. In the middle of the woods. And and um, then the scene ends, it cuts, yes. and he's actually a British guy, and he's doing an ad <laughs> yes. for the black acting school, which is a bunch of white people teaching you how to act. <laughs> oh, and it's worse than that, because they're, uh, they're teaching you to act in a stereotypical manner, which yes. is very damaging. Yeah, they say the word straight a lot as well. They're like, you've yeah, yeah, you yeah. got to act more straight, act more urban, which is like, oh. And then, and then it has, like, that, that main actor, uh, the, the sexy man. They mm. He interviews him, and he's like, oh, what are you doing at the moment? It's like, oh, yeah. I'm just in a role as the main criminal pimp in this one movie. Oh, uh, yeah. And then this other one, I'm a rapist. Yeah. It's, <laughs> and like, it's oh. like, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they really hammer it home. So we get out of that uh, sketch segment and, uh, and he has done the audition. He's going to see his boss at his work. And the boss is like, Bobby, you're not respecting the Winky Dinky Dog. Mm. I named this hot dog stand Winky Dinky Dog. It's not just any hot dog stand. This is Winky Dinky Dog. It sends chills down my spine whenever I say it. Winky (laughs) Dinky Dog. (laughs) (laughs) Really do like that name. It's a good name, though. It is good. good. Um, So, uh, yeah, he works at the Winky Dinky Dog, which is a hot dog restaurant restaurant stand parking lot i don't know it's not it's not like a stand because it's like an actual building yeah fast food establishment oh we get the line um because the boss is coming up with a bunch of new products and he's come up with the hoe cake the winky dinky hoe cake because hoes need to eat too yep (laughs) it's like woof yeah that's some of the stuff that hasn't aged as well but also, I feel like that one was on purposefully. Yeah, yeah, that one's purposely, like, offensive, you know? Anyway, uh, then a limo pulls up out of nowhere, and out of it is the actor that plays the bat Whoa. in that in that sitcom we were talking about earlier. Crazy. And he sits down with his, like, three bodyguards surrounding him and orders <laughs> some hot dogs. Yeah. And they're like, wow, we, we love your show. What's it? One of the guys tries to, like touch him or whatever and the security guards are like no back off you know, yes. keep away and he's like oh i've always hated your show i never liked it you know he completely flips on a coin and then uh bob's like whoa what do you what, how do you know what's a good script and all that and then we get the line you know that, mm. uh do you die in it no then it's a good script which is good <laughs> all you need to worry about in hollywood these days 
Sequels. Sequels. And then he also talks about critics as well, which then leads into the, the next daydream, because he's talking about... I think the show is Siskel and Robert. Robert, uh, it's this popular, um, like, American movie critics show from back in the 80s. And we, we get a parody of that called uh, Sneaking Into the Movies. Which is just like our show, really. Mm. It's a movie review show. <laughs> Except it starts off with uh, two gentlemen backing uh, very slowly through a theatre. <laughs> and then they bump into each other and it's like, whoa, oh, oh, it's you, yes, yeah, you managed to get in here, yeah. And then they sit down it's like, oh, hey, welcome back to uh, whatever it's called, the movie review show where we sneak into a theatre to watch a movie yeah. to tell you whether it's worth spending money on. <laughs> Which is kind of like what we do. It is kind of like what we do. We, we sneak back to the past and watch a movie to see if you should go and watch it too. And we get reviews of films that make me think this film was written in 1984 or just after because they're all films we covered last year on the podcast yeah yeah the first one we see is a parody of armadeus which is uh you know it's got uh, a guy in a fancy wig and they 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 like talk for a bit and then we cut to the other guys and he's like i don't get it I couldn't even pronounce the name of the movie. And I don't like it when I can't pronounce the name of the movie. Because then I can't tell my girl when we're going out for a movie what movie we're going to watch. Yeah. This movie sucks. We're going to go see Armadus? Armadus? <laughs> Which was great. That was funny. The next one they review is Chicago Jones and the Temple of Doom. Yes, which you can tell what the parody of that is. Uh, where they're just uh, on the side of a cliff and he's in like, you know, an Indiana Jones outfit and he's like, let's jump off this cliff. <laughs> and she's like, what? Uh, okay. Yeah. And then they jump off the cliff and they're like, oh, uh, you know, the, the first couple of, uh, you know, Temple of Doom movies were better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says something like... Um... I actually believe this movie. I think that a dude could jump off a mountain and not die because he braced himself and he knew about gravity and polarity and, and all that. <laughs> which is his criticism. It's good, good, good line, good line. We get, um, which is probably my favourite, which is uh, Dirty Larry. Mm. Parody of, like, action films. Oh, yes, so that's the standoff where they've got a couple of guys who've taken some hostages and then dirty larry comes comes up and like pulls out a gun and they have a standoff but uh, they're like oh no dirty larry's gun is like way bigger than us <laughs> yeah and they talk yeah. about how it's like there's no way that these gangsters would give dirty larry time to say his catchphrase reach into his jacket and pull out his gun before they kill him yeah 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 so he's like um Make one uh, false step and you be shot or whatever. And uh, that's when they would have lit him up. <laughs> that's when bang, 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 bang. And he's yeah. dead, you know. Very unrealistic. Hated that. Hated that one. Mm. And then the final one is Attack of the Street Pimps, which is a zombie movie parody where the zombies are pimps and they're walking around being like, oh, I need some hoes. <laughs> need some sugar, baby. <laughs> And uh, it's very funny. Yeah, yeah. 
also slightly, slightly uh, like, ooh. A little bit. But, uh, yeah, very, very funny. After that, he, Bobby realizes he gets a call from the agent saying that he's got a callback. Um, that they liked him, they want to see him again. Uh, the only thing he has to do in the callback audition is act more Eddie Murphy-like. Ah, and yes. we get a scene where he turns into Eddie Murphy. Yes. He has a nightmare about turning into Eddie Murphy, which is very <laughs> funny. <laughs> it was very funny because he comes in and then everybody's dressed as Eddie Murphy <laughs> doing Eddie Murphy impressions. And then he's like, I don't know, man. I just want to be me. <laughs> <laughs> And then he starts doing Eddie Murphy quotes. And they're like, yeah, we love it. Yeah. So they, he's got a callback. So he's telling everyone, hey, I got a, a callback. He he quits his job, doesn't he? Yeah, he quits his job. And tells his girlfriend. And like, yay. yay. And then he sees his, is, is it his uncle? I think it's his uncle. Maybe older brother. Yeah, one of, one of the two. And they talk about how the uncle was like a really good singer. He was gaining some traction, but then he left that to get a quote-unquote real job and um mm. and he regrets it ever since yeah so he should keep following his dreams it's good it's good that he quit his job at uh winky dinky dogs um because it was holding him back you know mm. so he gets together with his girlfriend and everybody leaves the house so they can bang mm. but then his grandmother comes home <laughs> and just crashes yeah pretends she doesn't know what they're trying to do and it acts like a complete cock block. The grandma's a, a complete asshole. this whole movie. She's such a dick. <laughs> yeah. She knows that they're trying to bang, and she just sits in between them, literally. Yes, and turns on the TV, and we get this noir parody that goes on for ages, but it's very funny. I enjoyed it a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the, the idea of the real life is that they were planning to watch this TV show. Mm-hmm. And then while watching it, probably bang. But then the grandma comes home, so they start watching it. And they're like, uh, I remember it. It's like, oh, yeah, we're watching this. And she's like, oh, good. Yes, I love this show. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's this, this episode. And she's like, oh, yeah, I've seen it three times. Three times. <laughs> and they're like, why are you here? Leave so we can burn. <laughs> Um, no. So we get the, uh, the detective. He's in the, he's in the office smoking a cigarette and he's got a glass door and all that sort of stuff, all the classic noir stuff. Mm. And a dame walks in. Yeah, and she's, she's beautiful and this, her brother, is it brother? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A, a famous break dancer, uh, the mm. best break dancer on the street and she needs help. Uh, finding what's happened to him. Yeah, and he's like, you know, it's going to cost a lot of money. And she responds with, well, that's fine. Money is nothing. I'll do anything. And then we cut to the voiceover, which is a classic. And she, when she said everything, she meant everything. She was talking about doing the nasty. And I love doing the nasty. <laughs> which is a line he repeats like over and over again. Yes. In the sketch, it's very good. Doing the nasty. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he, he follows the investigation. I believe the first couple of lines are, uh, he talks with the mother. Mm. She's like hoping he's not dead. And he's like, it turns out he was dead. <laughs> yeah. She says something like, uh, well, even if he is dead, I hope he was wearing clean underwear when he died. Oh, that's the right. The voiceover is like, and he was not wearing clean underwear. <laughs> yeah. And then the dad's like, I hope he, he was my son. And uh, he's like, 
Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't <laughs> his son. Wasn't son. Mrs. Mrs. Breakdancer preferred the mailman. <laughs> and then he eventually goes to the dance class, and everyone at the dance class is talking about Jerry Curls. And how Jerry yeah. Curls is the leader of this, the underground of dancing or something. And so he, he asks around, and when he asks someone, they punch him in the face. Yeah. And so he's like, oh, is that how it's going to be? And then he socks him back. And he's like, does anybody else want some? And then, you know, one of the breakdowns rips off his shirt to show his muscles and is like, I want some. And then another one does the same and another one. Bob, Bob goes over and punches the first one in the face again. <laughs> and the first one runs off. Uh, we get a choreographed fight scene, which is very cool. And then someone spills stuff on his suit. And the dry cleaning bill was very expensive. Yeah, it was like the real pain wasn't from getting punched in the face. It was from the dry cleaning bill or something like that. And then he yeah, goes yeah. back to his office. I love the line because he walks in the office and he's like... I went back to the office and the door was open. Who? How? Why? Yeah. We get uh, a rather saucy scene with with the sister of the deceased man. He says over and over again various lines about doing the nasty. My personal favourite was, I'd never done it before on my desk. I was just glad that I was on top. I would hate to do the nasty with a stapler up my ass. <laughs> Which is great. He investigates around again uh, and meets up with Curly Hair Boy, what's he called? <laughs> Jerry Curls, who's always spraying his hair with curl activator. Yes, but he's, he steals his curl activator. Then before they beat him up, he shows them and he's like, Whoa, don't, don't do anything crazy with that man. And he like starts screwing the lid off the curl activator. <laughs> and he's like, whoa, I'll tell you anything. I'll tell you anything. <laughs> it's so stupid. Very dumb. And uh, and yeah, he gets the information. There's something like two days later, he confessed to the murders. By the way, what's her face got the insurance payout for a hundred grand. And I'm in love. With the money. <laughs> <laughs> With the money. That was a fun segment. Yeah, yeah. That was that, that was the longest one, I think, yeah. And it was, uh, it was, it was really good. Then we cut back to the real world. He gets the job. Yeah. And we get a scene with the grandma and the mum where they're talking about how him taking this job is bad because, you know, it's going to like reinforce stereotypes and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. That's what the grandma thinks. The mother's like, oh, just, just, you know. Yeah. It's work. Be it's nice money. to him, you know, he, he needs to get these jobs. He has a dream. Yeah. The grandmother's like, well, there's always work at the post office. Yeah. We get the scene where he daydreams about his brother, his little brother. Because he's like, thinks about influencing people. And he thinks about influencing his little brother. And his mm -hmm. little brother's like, hey, I'm a pimp. Where my bitches at? You know. And then he's like, oh, no, what am I doing? What am I doing? He gets to uh, the studio Meets a bunch of people. We get like an action hero type. He's like, I want to kill more than 35 people in my movie. And the, the agent's like, but sir, but sir, this is a 35 kill deal or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's an active actor negotiating how many people he gets to kill in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> we see the guy from the audition who said this was all against his values. Uh, he got a small role. And he says that the NAAC are going to start protesting and boycotting this movie. He stops at first because he sees his little brother look at him. So he stops and the guys are like, oh, why'd you stop? Why'd you stop? And he's like, oh, I forgot my line. And then he tries to start again. But then the, the director's like, oh, 
and make sure to bend your back and bend your knees and really move like a racial stereotype, you know? Yeah. You've got to really reinforce this. Well, you see the writer is there as well, and he's like, these words, they're my words, man. Stop messing up my words. But it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. He He's eventually like, I've had enough of this. Sorry, I can't do this. I can't, I can't act like this. I can't throw away my morals to act mm. like this. It's too stereotypical. And like, get him out of here, quick. We need someone else to do this role. And the guy before that was like, oh, this is against my morals, is like, I'll do it. I'll do this role. <laughs> and it's like, ah, oh, of course. And then that night, he daydreams about all the roles he wish he could get, which is pretty funny. I liked Rambo. Yes. This is a parody of Rambo. I liked Superman, mm. because didn't they announce a black Superman? Probably, maybe. That's what people think. It's not official yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least possibly a black Kryptonian. Yeah, Which I wouldn't mind. The movie ends with him filming an ad for the Postal Service. He is no longer working on the movie, but he is working at this Postal Service ad. Yes, I like it. It's very clever because he... He instead of acting on the movie, he's now acting for an ad for the postal service because they kept talking about, well, you can always join the postal yeah. service, you know, yep. as a job. And then at the end, he is joining the postal service as an actor, just like he wanted. And we got the credits, which are very fun, good music, and uh, and it ends with a song, uh, which is the moral of the story, which is a very mm. funny song. It was a good movie. This is a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a good porridge right here. It's, so, it's such good porridge. I don't know if I want to give it the good porridge award, but mm. it's pretty good porridge right here. Yeah. I really enjoyed it. I, I think it's a very funny satire. Quite mm. a biting satire that's still relevant. And um, it's a goodie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely give it as a goodie as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely suggest anyone to really watch this. It's Because it's not terribly long. Also, the, the credits are great. Mm. The credits for this movie are great because they first have a scene where they're all riding around in limousines and we see their names and other things. And then there's a dance number <laughs> where they sing about the moral of the story yeah. being that they don't want to play, you know, gangsters and hoes, you know, which is great. And as you said, the one white uh, actor playing the, like, screenwriter <laughs> is like, I don't understand, so don't blame me. All my experience with black people is from TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think uh, the yeah they definitely lean into some harmful stereotypes that they don't really offer any commentary on. Uh, but for what it needed to do, I think it did very well. It's a good film. It's a solid goodie from me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's a great movie. In terms of like add and remove, maybe add some more songs and remove some of the more harmful yeah remove the 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 uh, the, the other harmful stereotypes which you ignored <laughs> yeah that's what i would remove make it a bit more and i would yeah. add it being a bit more self-aware um otherwise i think it was a good movie i don't know if there was much more add maybe more maybe a bit more budget but i don't know if that really take mm. that would take away from the movie rather than add it you know Maybe, yeah, like some more movie parodies, kind of throw them in there because they were fun. That's good. Maybe, uh, yeah, maybe just a little more of it, you know? For the checklist, we do have a checklist this year with tropes from 87 that we kind of go through. It's not going to get most of these. It is not going to get most of these. Uh, So I think Mm. we'll just kind of, like, move through the checklist. I'll skip over a bunch of them. Uh, The first one is, is the movie bad? Porridge, yes. I think uh, making porridge out of people is bad. Yes. 
What was the what was the thing at the start? The font? The shuffle font? So the stereotype that the stereotype it can have is font that does the thing that the font the the word describes. Add that to the checklist, definitely. That's 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 the stereotype that I want to add from this movie. Font does the thing that it describes in the title. Yep. That is a yep. new trope that is one hundred percent gonna get checked off again this year. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know if the movie is dumb characters, because they're mainly there for jokes. Well, the, the white people, deliberately dumb. So you could say they have dumb characters. Look, the, there's no there's no specification mm. to, to say that uh, it's not on purpose that the characters are dumb or not. Mm-hmm. It's just, are they dumb characters? And there's dumb characters on Definitely purpose. Is. The bad guys are from a foreign country. Yeah, all, all the bad white people uh, came across from England and took over <laughs> the country. And uh, wow, wow! Uh, all the good guys live. Yes, a good guy sacrifices himself. I mean, he sacrifices his career for the greater good. I guess. Yeah, you know that's the idea. He makes a self sacrifice for uh, so he doesn't get you know mm-hmm. stereotypes and all that. Female lead falls in love with male lead 100%. I mean, the female characters in this film aren't particularly great. But there are no dead animals. There are no broken down cars. They couldn't afford it. They couldn't afford it. There's no noticeable green screen. They couldn't afford it. There's no people being knocked on the head and falling unconscious. Yes, there was. Because the guy in the fight seat at the very end, he loses, remember? And his oh, seat yeah. gets all dirty. He does get knocked out onto the ground. He does get knocked so out, okay. he does. Ha ha. He gets that one. Oh, but that's not really the the instant knockout on the head, though, is it? Mm. No, it is. It is one hit. I think it is. I think it is, actually. I think you might be right there. Is there slow motion? Oh, yeah, the Rambo scene. <laughs> yes, of course. Yeah. Because, you know, it, it was parodying it. Still yes. gets this award, but it was a parody, so, you know. Speaking of parodying, is it a rip-off of other famous movies? Yes, it parodies famous movies, which isn't technically a rip-off, but, you know. We'll give it the award. Yeah, that's all of them. So, it got a few of them, but not that many, which is totally expected, because this isn't the sort of movie that we usually do. But anyway. So, welcome to the raving reviews. Yes. Our show where we take reviews from the only place where reviews exist, Rotten Tomatoes. True. Specifically the audience score. That is Because the critics are always wrong. That is not true. Sandra. Yes. Alex says, my favourite comedy film is 1933's Duck Soup. And now you have to guess what the score this man has given uh, this review, ranging from 0.5 to 5. So there's 0.5, so you have to remember that. Have I seen Duck Soup? That's Marx Brothers, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Alex says, My favourite comedy film is 1933's Duck Soup. I would say that Duck Soup... Uh, probably does have some pretty harmful stereotypes in it, like most films from the 30s do. So, uh, I'm going to say they didn't like this movie and gave it a 2.5. Wow, that was a good, that was a really good guess. It was 2, so Oof. you were really close. Close. I did not expect you to get even close with that one, though, so that was very good. That was a very good insight there. Thank you, thank you. What can I say? I drink water. Paul says... We give Hollywood the finger, mm. dot, dot, dot. 
That's probably... Oh, I kind of want to go 5 out of 5, but I think I'm going to go 4. Because uh, there's no exclam- exclamation points. So I'm going to go 4 for that one, but it's definitely positive. It's 3.5. Oh, okay. Close again. But uh, it was the point fives that really get you, Sandra. Damn, damn, damn. All right. Ben says, funny, stupid little movie. Don't know if I'd use the word stupid. <laughs> That's a bit. Well, there's some there's some company, but like with the kids a pimp. Yeah. I'd say that's probably a stupid, uh, funny moment. I'm going to say that's probably a three. Hey, you got that one right. It's three out of five. There we go. There we go. Excellent. We have Private, because he doesn't have a username, uh, says... I never understood why someone doesn't market Winky Dinky Hoe Cakes. Oh, what makes them a hoe cake? I don't understand. (laughs) That's gotta be... I'm gonna stick with four. That's a four. I think uh, the idea is hot dogs appeal more to men, while little cakes appeal more to Uh, women. You're probably right. That is probably what it is. I think that's the idea. Yeah. (laughs) I'm gonna say uh, four. Four. Yeah, you're right. You're hey. right. And finally, the last review. Oh boy. We have Kevin. It's your favorite boy, Kevin. I have a lot to say about Kevin, but we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, he says, "I don't care." Pistol ninety six. This movie is garbage. Pistol ninety six. So I'm presuming Pistol ninety six is the username of someone else who's reviewed this movie. Mm. But we'll get into that. What do you think, Kevin, uh, who said, I don't care, Pistol 96, this movie is garbage. Uh, if you're that angry, it's got to be a 0.5. It is a 0.5. So, what I wanted to find was to see if I could find Pistol 96. <laughs> 96's review. Awesome, alright. But I couldn't. Oh. I got sidetracked, because the first thing I did was click on Kevin's profile. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this guy who's rated this movie 0.5. Yeah. Turns out he's not a fan of a lot of movies. Oh, no. And the average score he gives is around 1 to 0.5 <laughs> for a lot of movies. It's not just he reviews, you know, some movies low. He's reviewed hundreds of movies. Oh, wow. So many movies. It just kept going. I could, didn't find all the movies he's... Because he's done hundreds. I kept that's, scrolling that's and there was crazy. just review after review. Is it a meme account? No, this is just Kevin. Wow, Kevin? This is just Kevin. Uh, and this was 10 years ago, by the way. <laughs> Great. This was about 10 years ago since he was last active. But um, I'll give you some examples. Mm-hmm. Godzilla, Tokyo SOS, and Godzilla and other movies monsters. He gave the exact same review, which was, I don't, full stop, watch, dot, full stop, Godzilla, full stop, <laughs> movies, dot, dot, dot. And he gave both of them a 0.5. <laughs> what? He gave Scooby-Doo mm-hmm. and The Legends of the Vampire I don't do Disney or kiddie movies that well. <laughs> and he gave that one a 0.5. <laughs> he gave flesh-eating mothers, which you need to look up flesh-eating mothers, because we need to do that. Flesh-eating mothers? Oh boy, this looks great. Yeah, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this looks amazing. So I was glad I found out. He gave flesh-eating mothers, blood fist, full contact, tails... From the Crypt, Alligator, Turbulence, Doppelganger, Basket Case 2, Delirious, and Six Pack. He all gave them 
the exact same review, which was, I don't remember enough to say or give a higher rating. And he gave them a 0.5. (laughs) While I was scrolling, I found several positive reviews, like Pirates. Okay. He gave that a 2.5 out of 5. All right. That's Do you know Pirates? Very positive. That's not of the Caribbean, is it? That's just Pirates. No, no, that's just Pirates. It is a parody of Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, I think I've heard of that. <laughs> yeah, you've heard of that one? Mm-hmm. It's a rather saucy parody. Ooh, why is that on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> There's actually a, quite a... Like, if you click on that, there was loads of links to other films <laughs> of such quality as well that you could review. Oh, Rotten dear. Tomatoes has a... a adult film section i think that's great so he's rated that one as well so i thought that was funny but do you know the two ones i found that were Mm -hmm. five out of five can you guess which two movies well they're either going to be like prestigious films that everyone loves like you know godfather or something or it's going to be yes oh it is godfather one of them was godfather yes (laughs) so the other one's probably (laughs) i don't know yeah less prestigious yep Oh, it, is it less prestigious? Sorority Babes and the Slime Bowl Bowl of Rama. No, no, no. It was Mole Rats. Oh, that's a good film. Yeah, it's a good film. But over the dark night, he gave Mole <laughs> Rats five out of five <laughs> and the dark night four out of five. Um, yeah. And that's why I, I couldn't find Pistol... 96 because i spent all my effort looking up this guy because wow well i think we'll end it there then yep so thank you kevin for making me run down the rabbit hole thanks for your content kevin come on the show uh if you're listening you're not (laughs) (laughs) so there you go as always if you like the show and you want to help out you can you can tell a friend or you can leave a review on itunes all very helpful things to do we've also got a patreon uh the dead dad club although that might be changing to Bad Porridge soon. I'll probably put up a poll this week, actually, to uh, to change that. If you join the Dead Dad Club, two bonus episodes a month. What have we done so far? We 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 done Never Ending Story two. Mm. Done Police We've Academy. We've done more. Uh, not more cop. Oh God, no. <laughs> Paul Blart, more cop. Let's do it. Police Police Academy. We'll do some more of those soon. And yeah, we've got Mannequin out right now. The next one is Sorority Babes, and then after that, we're going to be doing a bonus battle i think a horror bonus battle which will be pretty fun uh all those are voted on by patrons if you want to get in on that please do link in the description the socials all that stuff the email address is there if you want to get in contact now you have a decision to make what is it what are those decisions what are those choices what are those these possible things possibly a movie of some sort you've got four options here for next week one of them is called anguish yeah it is a spanish horror film about two friends who go to a cinema to watch a movie. And while they're watching it, someone is creeping around the, the audience, reenacting all the murders in that movie in the cinema. Oh, that sounds pretty good. It's a bit of a, yeah, high-concept horror film. You've got The Barbarians. Yeah. Two orphans are adopted by a tribe, and they grow up to become gladiators, and then a queen is kidnapped, and they go on a quest to save her. It stars The Barbarian Brothers. They're two very popular and very, very swole bodybuilders. You've got Blind Date, rom-com, where Bruce Willis goes on a blind date with his brother's wife's cousin. (laughs) 
<laughs> and you've got Hard Ticket to Hawaii, where two very attractive cargo operators come across a stash of diamonds and then a drug lord goes after them and tries to get it back. It is a part of a trilogy of films called Playboy Presents Andy Sedaris's Bullets, Bombs and Boobs. Oh my god. Wow. Incredible. So... Yeah, what are you going to pick? Well, the problem is, if I pick that one, I'll have to be going and watching the previous movie. You would. So what was the options again? Go through them. So there's Blind Date, Bruce Willis, there's a Hard Ticket to Hawaii, which is that one that looks awful. There's Anguish, the Spanish Horror, and then Barbarians, that, you know, garbage, trashy fantasy sort of stuff. Well, you see, Sandro, I'm a big fan of the garbage, trashy fantasy movies. You are. And you're also a big fan of swole, hunky bodybuilders. I am. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan of some chunky boys. Or some, some steroids. Mm. <laughs> some, some roided up boys. <laughs> some balloon boys. Uh, like, Bruce Willis is great. Yes. But the problem with that one is it's clearly a semi-romance. Bruce Willis was great. What do you What do you mean, was? <laughs> he hasn't done a good film since, like, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> that might be fair. <laughs> I'm going with Barbarians, yeah. <laughs> right. Next week, The Barbarians. Oh, it's on Blu-ray, so it's got to be good. Oh, Blu-ray. Hey, high quality. Nice. All right, we'll do that next week. Let's wrap it up. Best quote from Hollywood Shuffle. Uh, mine is going to be, I've never done it on a desk before. I'm just glad to be on top. I'd hate to do the nasty with a stapler up my ass. I ain't be got no weapon, man. Uh, um... Oh, no, no, no. Sorry, I gotta... Okay, here, here. I don't know. Bloody, bloody, bloody. I ain't be got no weapon, man. <laughs> That started off with the accent, and then it just went to your normal voice by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, see, that's how I did it. It's good, it's good. Because you, cause you start off mega Australian, and mm. then that tones it down into regular Australian regular accent. Regular Australian accent, that's exactly how it works. Yeah, so you got to do the Australian... That's not Australian, that's bloody Cockney, innit? Yeah, you do Cockney, I ain't be got no weapon, man. In it. I ain't be got no weapon, man, ain't it? <laughs> 